listening to another episode of the Handy Men Podcast. I am Todd Gilbert. And I am Brett Fortney. And we are back. We are back. Back in the saddle again. (laughs) Can't play that song. Get sued. So uh, it would be cool. I know. I mean, they say no publicity or any publicity is good publicity. So I I will say, though, the when I. I did get fired at one point long time ago for stupid reasons, but I came back. But the, when I came back to where I was working, that was my first song. Back nice. to the but that was my intro song. <laughs> let everybody know I was back. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so you've been enjoying the, uh, the most bipolar uh, weather that we've had in a while. I don't know if I should put my shorts on or put a snowmobile suit out and go shovel. I don't know. What, right? I don't know. <laughs> like last week it was like 20 degrees, 30 degrees, 65 degrees, 20 yeah. degrees, 40 degrees. You know, it's like, come on, pick one. It's, well, I think that, you know, we do have the uh, spring ahead thing coming up here with the time change and all yeah. that. That's coming up this week and Saturday. Make sure to set your clocks. Like Cher says, Yes. Turn back time. You know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> well, it's actually oh, yeah, uh, make sure it's turn ahead up. time. And, but yeah. Well, I mean, you could, right. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. That means we get I'm, more, I'm thinking, we get more sunlight in the evening. No, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think this is usually, as I recall, I always forget every year, but I recall that doesn't weather start getting a little bit better right around this time. It starts to get I a mean, little bit more. We are in Michigan, so that's kind of a it's a crapshoot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, right around this time though, it decides to start getting a certain way, you know, with all yeah. without all the hot cold thing by the day, you know, every single day. It does right around mid March because I know that that's my daughter's birthday, right, and on the fourteenth, and it's always like you know, it's usually a sunny day. It might be like fifty five, but it's not twenty. Yeah. So. Uh, the, yeah. the best analogy I've heard is Michigan winter is like an angry girlfriend that keeps stomping back in the room going, and another thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I saw that. That was funny. That's for sure. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, man. So um, you sent me this article before we yeah. went on the air, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't read it. Like, I read what the, the, the headline was, but I wanted to look through it live because I didn't, I wanted to be surprised at what some of the things were. Um, And this Mm -hmm. is all going to um, the value of clothing. And we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit more, but to kick it all up, I thought it would be, we we both thought it'd be really fun to look at this article here. And the article comes from uh, cheapism.com. It's a blog site. Um, and it is the 15 of the most expensive clothing items ever auctioned in history. I'm guessing yeah. it's from like celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, most of them. Crazy. Yeah. Right. And we start with uh, Queen Victoria's bloomers. <laughs> That's right. Queen Victoria's underwear. <laughs> with Complete with personalized embroidered monogram dated in the 1890s, went for $13,704. Oh, my God. How much? $13,704 for a pair of underwear. My God. 
just because Queen that's Victoria a, owned them. That's a lot of money for a pair of crusties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying because they're old. I'm not saying anything, you know, with her. I'm just saying right. they're really old. They got to be. They got to be able to probably stand up by themselves at this point. I know, right? Uh, after that was uh, a one single shoe from Back to the Future <laughs> Two mm-hmm. in horrible condition. Um, yeah. went for ninety two thousand one hundred dollars. <laughs> that that's a that's a big fan, um, right there. That's a yeah, huge fan. It it they were called the Nike Air Mags. They have mm-hmm. since uh, actually made them uh, recently for Michael J. Fox's charity. You can actually get oh. real ones now, which is really freaking that's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the dilapidated single sneaker. Because, you know, props and wear over time and everything. Yes. Attracted mm-hmm. more than 220 bids on eBay. <laughs> nice. And despite a crumbling heel, cracked midsole, and detached outsole. <laughs> oh, God. And the, numbers, just... and the numbers. Oh, okay. We're going. It's going. It's going to keep getting increasingly more expensive here. Next up, Princess Leia's Return of the Jedi bikini. Oh, uh, wow. Sadly, I, 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 I'm pretty sure a perverted nerd ended up with it. Uh, <laughs> went for $96,000. My gosh. A year before wow. her death, the anonymous bidder shelled out that for the costume, which came complete with the collar, chains, and everything. The entire costume. A year before... Died. Who did they say? Was it the, the a year before buyers? Carrie Fisher died? Oh, Carrie Fisher. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, because I was thinking when you were just saying that she also did a lot of charity work and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was thinking I was wondering if you were going to like read into that and say something about her maybe having that. I don't know. I'm sure it, it was. A it studios. doesn't say who bought it. Um, just how much? It's probably it was. owned by the studio. You know, all that stuff is owned by the studio, unless one of the actors could steal a prop or something every once in a while. They get to do that. Um. <laughs> but I just wonder if that was her purse. So if she got to keep that and like give that to an auction, or if that was um, look, sure judging by the picture, for... judging by the picture, it looks like it was um, part of a collection from like a museum mm-hmm. or something. This, I mean, collecting is very serious. This is another side note we can oh. just say: collecting it's very serious when it comes to stuff. I don't have money like that. Yeah, but I hope to one day have the things that might have money worth. You know, yeah, and we'll, we'll dive into life. that. We'll dive into our collecting vices here in a minute because, man, this is tearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next up, mm-hmm. Kate Middleton uh, yeah. says here she ushered in a new era of refined elegance in British royal history. In 2002, the Duchess of Cambridge wowed audiences at a London fashion show with a see-through knitted mesh slip that left little to the imagination. In 2011, an anonymous British man coughed up six figures to add mm-hmm. the item to his collection, paying $125,000 for the dress wow. that she wore. Wow. Yeah. I just, hmm. I'm just asking, like, can I just ask, like, um, like who, who has, like, disposable money like that because i want to be friends with those people i, I, I just <laughs> Te- want, I want to them to teach me how to get that money i'm just wanting to hang out with people like that i i don't have right. it i just want to live through them 
like, you know, with stuff. Just watch them buy stuff and pretend it's you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they can buy me lunch every once in a while. That'd be cool too, but I'll hang with them. Go buy right. stuff. I um, <laughs> what, um what year was it that Michael Jackson died? Uh, 19 or 2005 and 2009. Okay. Uh, yeah. This next item in a 2012 charity auction that raised $5 million after bidders dug deep to get their hands on some of the most iconic pieces of clothing he ever wore. Uh, the, among the biggest draws were his gloves, signed loafers and tour shirts. The one item that fetched the most out of the entire lot was a jacket he wore during the 87, 89 bad tour when yeah. he was arguably the most famous person on the planet. Uh, yeah. In 2018, a signed bad tour jacket sold at the Icons and Idols rock and roll auction in New York for $289,000. <laughs> Think about that, man. Right? Houses cost less than that. Right. This guy bought two <laughs> houses. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, next up, mm. well, this is crazy. Uh, when Princess Diana visited Ronald Reagan in 1985, she shared a famous dance with the legendary rug cutter John Travolta. The velvet gown she wore that evening sold for $360,000 in 2013. Wow. wow. The biggest selection, uh, the biggest winner of a selection of her clothing uh, also sold for $1.2 million. Wow. Right. In 1972, the, I didn't know this was even a thing. The Nike Moon Shoe. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> oh, it must be man. A man, what, it's, it's a weird looking shoe. Yeah. Um, because its print resembled those left by the Apollo 11 on the moon. The underside. Yeah. The originals were hand cobbled by Jeff Hollister, an original Nike employee. Only a dozen were ever made, about half of which are still around. The pair that broke the auction records is the only unknown pair on Earth, or unworn pair on Earth, sorry. They sold for $437,500 for a pair of Nike Moon shoes. Wow. <sighs> Man. Um, wow. Next up, uh, in August, just a few dreary months after the first pair of game-worn uh, Air Jordan 1s broke previous records in May, a different pair snagged the trophy. In this case, it was a pair of 1985 Jordan 1s that he wore when he famously shattered the backboard during a preseason mm. game in Italy. The pair uh, was the crown jewel in the 2020 original air auction, sold for $615,000. Next up, Mm. Audrey Hepburn's Breakfast at Tiffany's dress, Mm -hmm. sold for $807,000. Wow. Oh, my God. Next, the, the Von Trapp outfits from The Sound of Music. Oh, yeah. Um, the drapery outfits worn by the family children sold for $1.6 million. Mm. And tying that Dorothy's dress from the wizard of Oz 
oh, in 2015 wow. sold for 1.6 million. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of money for a costume. Quite a bit, yeah. Quite a bit. And the King of Pop returns to the list here. Um, mm. in 2011, a gold trader from Texas shelled out 1.8 million dollars for Michael Jackson's original original Thriller jacket <laughs> from the music video. That's crazy. 1.8 million. And if you think that's a lot, yeah. Eliza Doolittle from my the character from My Fair Lady. Yeah. Um played by the um legendary Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Uh her ascot dress sold for four point four million dollars. Wow. Marilyn Monroe's seven-year itch subway great dress, the famous dress she's holding down to make sure nobody sees her lady bits when the wind's blowing. Yeah. Sold for yeah. $4.5 million. <laughs> and finally on this list, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe's <laughs> happy birthday dress. Yes. You know the one. You know yes. the one. Yeah. What's she saying to John F. Kennedy? Sold for four point eight million dollars for a dress. Wow, you know, I mean, okay, well, okay, so you have collectors, you know, that that this is what they do, you know, they might even sell this off some other this is their job, you know. So sure, this is what they do. They have money, somehow dispensable money like this that wouldn't that makes be them nice? able to buy things but it'd be nice if these people were so rich that then they might have just might have you know and a lot of times that's what they do they take it to uh you know rock and roll hall of fame and like donate yeah. it to them mm-hmm. i mean they own it i guess but they actually sure. have donated the piece to show it at a you know a showing somewhere or whatever so that's cool but if you're gonna take something and just hide it and put it in your closet or whatever it's that's a dumb buy for me i don't know i mean yeah i agree I don't know. I don't know. People that say like, I just want to have it because I want to have it because you have it. I want it. It's not really. That's not I mean, cool, I, I understand the mind of a collector. I yes, really do. For sure. Uh, Me too. <laughs> my 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 collecting vices, I guess. Uh, records is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, having spent almost a hundred dollars on the Hamilton soundtrack a few months ago, I totally understand. Yeah, Ugh, that was a that was painful. Um, See, you know, but I had to I had to have it, man. Um, it's a it's a thing, and you know, it's what it goes through our mind is one of the things is because which kind of I don't know. I guess this isn't a good good thing. I'm trying to figure it out in my mind to make this sound better than it's going to sound. But I'm really um, since. I was looking for a Michael Jackson CD. We know the one that we were. I was looking for for years and years because I decided not to pick it up when they had four different different exclusives the at four different stores. Re- re- the Thriller reissue, right? It was yes. The Target, um, the Target exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I had all the other ones. There's four of them. There's a Best Buy, Circuit City, Walmart, and Target. Circuit four City. Places. That takes me back. And I had already went to all three of the other ones, and I'm on my way to Target to pick up their exclusive, uh, exclusive of it. And they have plenty of them. They have five, ten of them, whatever. That's cool. I get there because I go there on the day of, hopefully early in the day. So I go there, and I'm looking. I'm like, you know, 
I can't remember which one, but one of the other stores had the same. What it was was every different place had a bonus track. Mm. And it was a remix of a song that was popular from the Thriller album. So you got like a Billy Jean remix on one thing, and then you got like a Thriller remix on something else, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the uh, Target version and one of the other stores were very similar. It was actually the same mix of Billy Jean, but it was maybe a minute longer. So you had like the single version and the extended version. And all okay. the extended version part was, all it was was like, more instrumental at the end with a few more ad libs at the end. That was all it was. It wasn't any long, different sounding. So it was exactly the same thing. It was just a little longer. If I wanted to, I had the longer version. I just wanted the shorter one. All I would have to do is turn it down earlier than it did. You know, I, I could have manually done that and been fine with that. But no, yeah. I didn't have all of them. <laughs> so I decided, no, you know what? I'm just going to like, I'll come back. If I'll just decide like in a couple of days, if I want to come get in, whatever, I wait a couple of days to go back. I can't find it at all. That goes into about a 10 year, probably about a 10 year process of me going on different sites and dealing with people saying that they had the copy I wanted, then they didn't. And oh, there's a, it was just a mess for 10 years. Man. Finally, the end of the story goes, then the story goes, I go on Discogs and I go like, you know, I'm going to try this one more time because I'm on a waiting list for people that are selling it, you know? So I look at this guy, I'm like, well, okay. So I write him back. I'm like, are you sure it has this version of the song I want on it? Whatever he goes, yes, I'm sure. And, you know, Discogs is worldwide. You can get something from Italy, from Japan, you know, or Chicago, you know, all different, all over. I'm talking to this guy and I'm telling him, that, you know, this is something that I really want. I'll send him the money. I'll give him my address. He goes, well, it looks like you're from, um, at the time, it was Fenton, Fenton, Michigan. And I said, yeah. He goes, well, I'm in Linden, which is probably about 10 minutes south of Wow, Fenton. that's that's a, that's convenient. And, and I'm like, so out of every seller that could have been selling this in the world, I'm not even saying like locally, or statewide, I'm saying like the whole world. This place, yeah. and is this guy's from a town ten minutes over? Did, so it, did somebody you knew? What did you know the person when that? you found when you met him? No, not at all. We met at we met at a church. I gave him the money. He gave me the, the CD, and we're good. Yeah. And I went home, and it was exactly what he said it was. I was kind of hesitant because people that aren't really into collecting don't understand some things and a lot of people didn't understand this bonus track on sure. the different stores you know because they didn't they didn't have any markings on them. they didn't have on the back of the cd they didn't have like the song you know extra bonus track labeled or anything it was just it was hopefully you got the right one but anyway the reason i say that is because ever since then I have thought about, I get really stressed out when I see something and I know I don't really have the money for it, but I really want to have it because in my mind, I'm thinking if I don't get it right this second, like the Michael Jackson CD, I might not ever see it for another 10, 15 years, maybe be able to get it in 10, 15 years. So my mind is like, if I see something, I have to try to see if I can really afford it right now because I might not see it again. And so that's what's in my mind. So as a collector, I've went off the rails lately because, you know, it mentally it screwed me up. <laughs> it really yeah. did. No, not, I, mean, I get like it. It like, didn't affect my day-to-day or anything. I'm just saying, like, thinking about, you know, I started thinking about wanting to buy things or, or wanting to hear a song, and I'm like, oh, I want to buy that. And then, you know, it, it affects that for sure, if I think that I can afford it or not. 
Yeah, I I, I did that with uh, Record Store Day last year when uh, Foo Fighters put out the the Bee Gees cover record. Yeah. I got up, my happy ass got up at six in the morning on a damn Saturday. Yeah. And went and stood in line at a record store to make sure I got a copy. And he told me, the owner said he only had 10 copies of it. I was number 12 in line. Oh. I was freaking out, man. And, you know, they only let you in like one or two people at a time. And they let us in and... The guy in front of me was talking about wanting to get it. And so I'm like, oh, my God, if he gets it before me and I'm number 12, like, oh, my God, you know. So we get in there and he decides to look around first. Oh, that's bad choice. Bad choice. Mm -hmm. I went right for the box, uh, right for the section of all the record record store day stuff. And sitting Mm -hmm. in there was one copy. Mm -hmm. I got the last one. And I hmm. grabbed that bitch and went up to the counter and the dude out here a couple seconds later was like, Oh, mm-hmm. and he saw that I had it and he was mad because he was before I'm, me in line, but I got it and he didn't. And in my well, head, yeah. I didn't say anything because collectors can get violent probably, probably. Uh, but in my head, I'm like, well, that's what you get for wandering around instead of going to grab the thing you're coming here for, man. You know, in a, in a way, I would like to tell people how to do this the right way, not just for record store day, but in, you know, in general, because Lo and I do this too. And I don't know if you do this and you probably don't, because this is probably my own little psychotic moment that happens to me all the time. When we're going into a store or pulling into a parking lot of a store and I see somebody parking next to me, let's say the Goodwill, I kind of look over at the people that are next to me and I kind of look over if it's a guy and I think that, oh, he looks like a guy that would probably like electronics and music and movies and stuff like I do. I should probably go in there and get a start because I don't like to have a whole bunch of people around me when I'm trying to look at stuff in a store lately. So, you know, I, I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, let's get out of the car right now. Laura's like, you know, putting her lipstick on or she's putting, you know, getting a drink or whatever in the car for a second of her iced tea or whatever. I'm like, no, we got to, as soon as we park, put that shit in parking and let's go in because this person might get the stuff that I want because he looks like the kind of guy that would. <laughs> oh, and, so and, I had and, and you're place. likely nine times out of 10 that it's what we call, what you and I call the eBay scalpers. You know. Well, that's why it is because of my incident that I had a few years ago with that. And that's right. what, what and started it, that whole thing. And it's getting even more out of control. And what we're talking about is people that will go buy records, not because they want them, but they'll go buy them just to turn around and put them on an online store and sell them for more money than they just paid for them. And mm-hmm. it was that way with used records for a minute. But now it's getting even more ridiculous as it's getting that way with new records, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, um, I'm a humongous Billy Joel fan. Like I own every Billy Joel record ever made, like all of them, every single one of yeah. them on, yeah. on vinyl, uh, MP3, even a lot of CDs. I own all of them. And especially on vinyl, mm-hmm. I have every Billy Joel album ever printed on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, Walmart just released a brand new for the 50th anniversary of his career, they remastered and reissued six albums on really cool color pressings, and they all look really cool. And they come with a never-before-seen photo insert from that time period, depending on which album it is. Yeah. Um, if I remember right, the albums were Piano Man, 
the the stranger innocent man glass houses 52nd street and stormfront so yeah. i'm like cool i can't wait to you know i'm not gonna get all of them because well i already have all of them but like there's a couple special ones in, in that i want like i wanted innocent man and i'm probably gonna get the stranger because those are the two like innocent man was my favorite one and i've had that same one since i was like nine years old i've had the same one <clears throat> and so yeah. it's pretty played like it's it yeah. still plays just fine but you know it's got the cracklies and the as all old yeah. records do mm -hmm. i'm like man to get new pressings of those two would be cool because then i can keep the original ones just keep them as like the collectible that they are but listen to the new ones yeah i went I to two different walmarts the day after they were released and not a single record was there. Not yeah. a single one. And this they, is they weird. Had... you sent me that picture. You sent me that picture or you, you sent, you told me that you're going there. And that's when I sent you that picture where or I, I took a picture. I didn't send it to you, but there was a display at a Walmart yeah. that had the whole thing. So I'm like, is this just like a uh, different areas are doing this? It probably what? was because I went and those Walmarts had the end area where they would be. Yeah. And mm -hmm. with the with the standee and everything, and there was none there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get home just out of morbid curiosity and jump on eBay, and every one of them is on there for almost double what yeah. they are in the store. Yeah. People are wow. now going and snatching up the limited edition or the exclusives. They're snatching them up, going home, putting them online, and selling them for more money trying to take advantage of collectors that really, really want them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's to me, it's stupid. It's, it's just disgusting. I luckily, I, mean, um, I luckily I ended up finding them in, uh, Roseville. Yeah. But near Detroit by my sister's house yeah. and the Walmart in Roseville had them. And, I was like, yay, here they finally are. And I got the Innocent Man one, and it sounds just freaking incredible. Well, that's, I, but, yeah. I mean, I can tell my little story about that too. Because so I'm going, and, you know, coincidentally, because great minds think alike, I'm going to get those two albums too. Right. Um, and, I, and I couldn't find it at the store when they first came out. So I ordered, um, I ordered The Stranger off the website because no problem. I just get in a couple of days, whatever. So I did that. And then, um, it was our anniversary last week and yeah. Laura's like, you know, we were at Walmart and she said, you know, if you want to buy, get a record, I'll buy you that, you know, whatever. I said, okay, I'm gonna go look. So I started looking and I know that there's no Billy Joel's cause there's no nothing on the end cap. I'm not really looking for, I'm just looking for something, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I go through and then there is one of, and then it's a man, the other one that I was looking for, there's no other in the whole store. There was only that one of an innocent man. There's nice. none of the other ones. So I grab it. I'm like, Oh my God, do you understand? Like, this is the one that I was going to get if I saw it, but I didn't think I'd be able to find it. Cause I didn't last week, whatever. And I was going to get it online if I couldn't. And so I say, good. We put it in the car. We go pay, go to check out. And the lady at the cash register said, no, we can't sell you this. I mean, she went, she took it to the service counter, came back and said, yeah, they said that I can't sell you this because if I did, it says not for sale when she's trying to ring it up. And if I did try to sell it to you, that I would be fired. So I don't know what that was. So I had to leave the store without that record. But then I came home and I ordered it online. 
And I noticed that now I'm thinking what it is maybe is when they're low or out of stock and they have to make more pressings of it. That's when the stalker or the stalkers pretty, pretty much the same thing. Ah. That's when those people come in and decide to raise it up as a third party and sell it for double and triple the, the price of what the actual store would be selling it for. Yeah. Cause you can sell that like uh, Amazon or eBay where you can be a third party because you know, they're out of it. So there's some more over here. Somebody's trying to sell used. Do you want this or new? Yeah. And, too. And and that's what it's a good collector tip that we, we both would like to share. Always look at who the seller is. When you get yeah. on Amazon, when you get on Walmart's website and like, for example, I got on the Walmart website the other day because you were telling me about it. And the Whitney Houston uh, new double album, the Walmart exclusive purple vinyl, everything is $50 on the website. Mm -hmm. Now in store, it was like 28 or 30, maybe. I know. Um, And then you look at the seller and it's not Walmart. Mm -hmm. It's somebody else. They snatched it up and now they're putting it back on there going, ha ha. Now I can get more money. Well, that's why I'm saying this because I looked on there just yesterday or the day before, and it's back to the like 35 or whatever it is. So I'm thinking that they might've got their stuff back in stock, which means that we don't have to worry about the third party sellers right now. Yeah. That might be, I mean, that's the only thing because they didn't have anything. Now everything looks like to be back in stock and maybe they're just restocking. Maybe it took them a few months because I know that there's like a shortage with everything and, oh, and yeah. vinyl is one of them, you know? Well, yeah, so that's why everything I've... Yeah. When you got a bunch of bitchy truck drivers that don't believe in vaccines and they want to protest, like <laughs> everything gets delayed <laughs> and now the rest of us have to suffer because of the because they convince confuse uh oppression with a mild inconvenience. But um <laughs> <laughs> like I, but as, that I mean that's all I'm saying. But okay. Okay. um but man, it's crazy what people will pay for stuff too, even collecting like I watch stuff like I've watched Pawn Stars, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I used to love Comic Book Men, the Kevin Smith show at the comic book store, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was people that were that I mean, there's comic books, like a single comic book that'll go for like half a million dollars. It's crazy, and it's like, like it's cool to have it, but at the yeah. end of the day, it you don't it doesn't like you don't get to do anything with it. Well, that's like, where it starts to it come into effect. It sits on a shelf, and that's you that's, know that's where I think that's where you and I both probably me for sure. I can't really speak for you, but the guilt that I get sometimes afterwards. I mean, that whole yeah. it's almost like it, it, it's like an addiction mm-hmm. because you have to have it right now. I'm thinking of something in my head right now that when we leave, when we get off doing this, I got to do some running. But I'm thinking that I'm going to see if Laura can go ahead and like take me back to Walmart. I'm just saying I don't know. I'm not going to spend any money. Laura said she would buy me something last week. And, you know, it just, I didn't get to get it last week. So, but anyway, so it's an addiction. Like I have to have it. Like it makes me happy. Probably only for the, the few minutes that I actually go get it and then come <laughs> home and listen to it. Whatever. Yeah. But after that, yes, it does go and sit on a shelf and whatever. But I mean, that's the nice <sighs> thing about records is for me, like it's a constant, like you can always listen to it. Yeah. So like, the, like, I've never been somebody that will buy something, just one of it, one thing of, of something and never open it. Like, yeah, I've got a bunch of pop vinyls in my house. Right. And people leave them in their boxes because they're more valuable that way. Blah, blah, blah. 
I open every one of them and they're displayed around my house. No, that's cool. Because I mean, for I me, prefer... I don't ever plan to sell them. So it's, no, for... it's a fun, you know, it's a fun thing. Like for I get sure. people that will buy rare records and buy two of them and only open one yeah. that I get, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, a lot of I know, right. But like, <laughs> but, what I'm, but what I'm saying is like, if you, if they release an album that is going to be limited and only going to be a certain amount, whatever. And it's announced that way. And you want it as a collectible, but you also want to listen to it. Buying two makes total sense. Totally get it. Yeah. One you get to play, sure. one stays pristine forever. So if it ever does get worth a butt ton of money, you could sell it, you know, if you I really mean, wanted to. One of the things I can think of with that is because, you know, I have a bad unopened, you know, mm. with, um, and for collectors too, if you're trying to buy something that's unopened and you want the biggest collect, you know, you got to look into things. You really got to look into things. Let's say, let's say, okay, for a while there, there was a, I had gotten um, a version of the Beatles album um, yesterday and today, I think it is, mm-hmm. that has a butcher, they call it oh, the butcher Oh, yeah, yeah, cover. the butcher cover. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I had this and I wanted to peel it off. You know, they were showing me how carefully, like, steam it and see if you can see through the paper to see Oof, if you can see Ringo's foot. Cause if, cause if you see like Ringo's leg or whatever it is, you, then you know that that's one of those copies, right? But I'm nervous I can tell you over. by just yeah. looking at the cover, by looking at the cover, this was not an original. You know why? Cause on there was a pressing stamp that said, um, something like 500,000 copies sold or, oh, or gold yeah. award. So, you know, you know, that's after the fact that that isn't the first day it came out. You want, you want like, if you want like a hype sticker, they call that with just maybe the first single on it mm-hmm. to go back to the whole real quick with the, with the scalper at the Goodwill, they had all of the David Lee Roth, you know, the story, but I'll say it real quick. They had all the David Lee Roth era Van Halen's there, all of them one through diver down oh mm-hmm. so i'm looking and there's all of them sitting right there there's a guy that has a stack of probably about 50 records and you never go to goodwill and get stuff like that you always go in there and see like bing crosby's scratch christmas album or some kind of you know polkas <laughs> or some kind of, song, a bunch you know, of frank sinatra records and box set a big band that kind of yeah, stuff beethoven's but greatest so, hits you know yeah so <laughs> i look over at the guy I look over, I have all the, you know, I have all of them and they were in pristine, like perfect condition. They had their, uh, they had their cellophane still on them and just slid. So you pull the record out and they had their hype stickers on it. And the Van Halen's, um, diver down out, no 1984 album. I'm sorry. Had jump on it. So you have a sticker that says, including the hit jump. There's no other hits on there. There's not, you know, Panama or, you know, hot for teacher. None of that's listed because those aren't singles yet. They're not hits yet. The only single that they're trying to hit with is to show you is jump right now. So, you know, that's the first pressing. So anyway, I see that he has, I have all the other ones in my stack. I look over and he has the uh, 1984 and I look over at the guy and I said, Hey man, you know, these are only a dollar. And I said, Hey, can, you think that maybe I can just get, I'll give you an extra dollar just for not taking it. I just, this will, you know, like, complete my collection now and can i just get that one it's like a buck or whatever he goes no you can go ahead and look on my site i'll have it on there tomorrow if you want to see i'll have it for sale there so i did i looked it up and he had it for 20 bucks mm-hmm. and, you know well, um, it's I ridiculous you gotta make money well I mean, yeah i, I get that. i get that but like 
it's ridiculous what the price of used records is going up to. And especially well, we because it. Mm. I know, but also it's not consistent. You, you get no. places where my favorite is, well, that's what it's going for on Discogs or that's what it's going for on eBay. Like, yeah. no, it's not going for that price. That's what people have it listed as. If it was going yeah. for that price, it wouldn't be there. Cause somebody would have bought it already. No yeah. one is paying $35 for a scuffed up copy of Led Zeppelin three. <laughs> okay. Right. Like people are like, Oh, it's a Led Zeppelin album. It must be rare. Oh, it's a Beatles album. It must be rare. Guys, 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 look, those albums were mass produced in the millions because of who they were. They aren't yeah. rare. They're not rare at all. Like there, you, are, there some are some are, rare though. Beatles albums, like a first pressing of the white album, for example. Yeah, that's rare. Sure. And there's Sergeant Pepper. Like no. Stereo, you know, right. all that. it's like, mono, you know, all that stuff. There's lots yeah. of, but generally, no, right. generally, no, you have to really look for those special versions of those things they're not yeah the general mass production like i remember working at a record store and they we were selling all these old albums we had like five copies of american fool by john cougar and he was john cougar back then there was no melon cap involved but anyway so we were selling that and we had like five or ten copies and somebody would come in and they one time this guy said oh my god i can't believe you have all these you know how rare this is you have so many of them and we're like me and vic both were like no, the reason that it's not rare because there is ten versions sitting right, right there. If they're rare, they rare means you don't find them everywhere. Exactly. You know what I mean, so you know, if there's, you know, it's very rare to get the the thriller unless you get the first one that doesn't say, you know, co-produced by Michael Jackson. If it only says right. produced by Quincy Jones on the back, that's a first print. That's the one you want. Or, yeah, uh, for example, for the Off like, the Wall, Michael Jackson's Off the mm -hmm. Wall. The only way you can know if it's a rare copy is to listen to it. Yeah. Because yeah. the first pressings have the hand claps or don't. No, they rock. don't have the hand claps in right, rock with don't. you. But the yes. pressing all the ones afterwards do. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are rare records, but just because it's by a certain band, like doesn't make it rare. Like I went to LA, right, for a vacation mm -hmm. a few months ago and we stopped in this jazz record store, right? And it was, you know, not the cleanest of places. Very musty, you know, a couple yeah. old guys, you know, who, you know, if it isn't, you know, a jazz musician, they don't really know much about who it is, you know, kind of thing. But they had a rock section. So I'm over looking through there and I find uh, Fleetwood Mac's first album or not first album, the Fleetwood Mac self-titled album, self -titled, which, yeah. which was the first one with Stevie and Lindsay on it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it. I'm like, huh? I said the precursor to rumors. Right. I'm looking at yeah. that. I'm like, man, that's cool. Like, I'm like, uh, my, I, I already had it, but my brother-in-law didn't. And he collects records like I do. And I'm like, man, this would be a fun yeah. thing to bring back for him. It's in, it was in good shape. You know, the cover was nice, whatever. And so I take it up to the guy and I'm like, okay, how much for this? He looks at it. $25. Uh. I'm like, what? And he, and he goes into this whole, well, it's on uh no what was it reprise i think or something yeah, yeah. it's 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 the first pressing because it's on yeah. this label and blah 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 the label and, is different. yeah i talked him down to 20 uh and got the record and it's funny because i then went home and looked it up and it literally was not even close to a first edition of it it really? was uh a repress of it 
yeah. that came out mm-hmm. like two years later, like a yeah. second pressing of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they were going for five, six bucks everywhere. You know what I mean? And it's, yep. it, and like, I get it. People got to make money, but it's just, it's silly. Like we went to Detroit. I went to Detroit a few days ago and my brother and I, brother-in-law and I went record shopping and looking around and the, my favorite record stores that I love down in um, like Royal Oak, Rochester, um, you know, areas like Ferndale, you know, they always used to have such great selections of used and new stuff together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're thumbing through a section of like, I don't know, Stevie Wonder and they've got represses, but they also have the originals, too. Yeah. Um. For, you know, five, six bucks or whatever, you know. Yes. Now, all of those stores are almost exclusively just new stuff. Mm. Like Found Sound, which is one of my favorite stores, is now pretty much just new pressings. Like there's not a record under, you know, 18 to 20 bucks. Yeah. And what? Yeah. everybody's making well, stuff you know, more expensive now. Like mm-hmm. there's another store that you and I really like there that I'm not going to name them because I don't want to yeah, shit talk yeah, anybody, yeah. but um, it's one you and I used to love to go to that had like the walls of records. You know what I mean? Yeah. All yeah. used, you know, different variations and whatever. They all used to be about, you know, between five, 10 bucks, what have you. And mm-hmm. now they're yeah. all doubled in price and they're the same pressings at that store. They're same. They're pretty much probably the exact same things, which means that there's mm-hmm. one time that we went there, and then I remember going back, and I haven't been there in a few years because of COVID and all that stuff. But the last time that I went there was I saw something that was exactly what I saw the time before because I was wanting to get it at that price back in the day. And I'm like, well, if that ever goes down, I'll get it. Yeah. I went back a year later and it was actually the exact same one. Cause I remember that there was a little marking on the cover of it and everything. And now it was double what it was. Mm-hmm. Actually it was like almost $15 more than it was. It was four ninety eight, And then it ended up being like 16 something or something like that. When uh, collecting is hard. Was, and it was a really, I mean, $16 in the world of, you know, records now as being used you almost have to check those ones because you're not in in their mind and in their uh their chart of how they price things now. Sixteen dollars is average. It's not oh, a it's good crazy. copy. Like, that story yeah. that we're talking about, I went and I got two albums. Mm-hmm. I got Steve Winwood's Talking Back to the Night. The yes. song the one that has Valerie on it. Great, great song, great album. I've listened to it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I paid, I think, seven bucks and it sounded great. Sounded mm-hmm. nice. I cleaned it because you always clean used records when you get them. Cleaned the shit yeah. out of it and everything, and it sounds great. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. I also bought uh, Bruce Hornsby's "The Way It Is." Mm-hmm. Same price. Yeah, looked okay. Put mm-hmm. the the record the needle down on the record, and it was <laughs> noisy and pops, and where the the noise was almost louder than the music. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's after so that's why, yeah. thoroughly cleaning it. That's why I'm, I'm being a prude anymore. I don't know why I'm being like this. You know, I, I just got another record player like, you know, a few months ago because I wanted one for my room. So I just got like a normal one. It's not like the high upper, you know, three, mm-hmm. $400 one or whatever. This was just like, a, you know, 150, whatever it was. I don't know. But so it's a nice record player, but I just want to make sure that all the records that I play on here 
are in really good condition. So I decided like I'm only playing new records on this record player. I don't know. That's, that's fair. I mean, I just want it because I don't know when I get news records from people. I don't know what they've done to it. They could have like, I don't want to, you know, I don't even want to go there. But people could do things, records that we don't even know. They could be wet. They could have dropped them. They could have been, you know, you don't know. Yeah. And your needle's going to like take the abuse because you didn't know. And I don't want I don't want to have to buy another $50 needle right now. I can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I enjoy collecting stuff. It's expensive, but it's, um, <laughs> but like you, it, it brings joy and it, at least you're not collecting drugs. Right. You know, you could be collecting meth. I mean, uh, yeah, I could, but you're not, uh, you know, you could be no. Walter white over there in a, in a Winnebago making some crystal, but you're not, you're just buying, you know, records. we got a Winnebago. How do you know we got a Winnebago? <laughs> you, you never I mean, seen, I just, you know, I just heard about. You ain't it. never I, seen I, us. Have, have you ever seen one in the driveway? No. no. If you don't know, motherfucker. Don't speak <laughs> out your name. Don't speak out my name like that. <laughs> how they say that? Don't, what's the term? Don't call don't me out my call name. Me out my name. Right. Don't call me out my name, man. Don't call <laughs> me out my name. Because you don't know my life. Number one. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think we should move on because we do have one more good topic. We've been friends for a while, so I think I do know your life. But there's things, there's elements you might right. not know. I'm just, but but bringing it all back anywho. around, you know, bringing yes, it full, full circle, circle, you know, <laughs> coming yeah. around again, as Carly Simon would say. Uh, um, yeah, something about a toaster. I don't know. Um, I don't. Collecting, it's crazy because also like when you're a kid. You're mm-hmm. you're you're led to believe that uh, name brand is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're led to believe that you don't want the Meyer Rice Krispies. You want oh, hell no. the Kellogg's Rice Krispies, even yes. though they taste exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same. It's that name brand, man. That name brand means quality, you know. Yeah. Um, and it translated when I when, when I was a kid, and I, I know when you were too. It it translated really heavily to clothing. Yes. Which you know these people paying millions of dollars for clothing that like we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me remember back in the day how much money people paid for like a T-shirt or shoes. Or a pair of pants just because it had a certain brand name on it. Yeah. You know, like, because they were Nikes. Yes. They were way more expensive than a pair of New Balance, you know. Mm -hmm. Guess which ones I wore at school. Wasn't Nikes. Uh, I had, um, (laughs) I wore Pony. I had Pony. Pony Pony was a big brand. I remember Pony. In the early 80s, 90s. Mm -hmm. Our early 80s was Pony. So we had Pony shoes. And they were, you know. There's I had a pony time, hoodie. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was one time where my mom actually bought me some shoes, thought that I would love them. I, you know, I always thought I had to go with her to get me. She, don't go. Don't buy me stuff. Have me go with you to buy stuff because I don't think you'll know my tastes <laughs> as much as you think. <laughs> but so anyway, um, she bought me white tennis shoes, which white tennis shoes were in style. I will say, mm. you know, the really white ones that are ner- kind of nerdy now. Like the I ideas. Guess. Yeah, but these were the, the Run DMC sneakers, right? But these yeah. were Velcro, yeah. and they were Kmart versions. They were Uh-oh. tracks with an 
T-R-A-X-X Uh-oh. or whatever, T-R-A-X, whatever. It was a Trex version. There ain't no way that a 15, 16-year-old boy who's just getting ready to drive a car and all that thinks he's the man is going to be wearing some <laughs> white, <laughs> generic-looking, white tennis shoes with Velcro by tracks. They yeah. know that I'm going to get away with that. They might be okay. They might be very comfortable. But as a kid, you don't think that that's the way you go. You know, with me, with my handicap, I would, you know, try to be in style and I would buy the high top tennis shoes that all the people were wearing because high tops basketball was all the in thing, you know? And so, but you know, high tops hurt my heel because they rubbed on the back. My foot sometimes would rub inside of the shoe because of my handicap. And it's just, it's a whole thing. I don't really want to get in. It's too much to explain, been, but yeah, so the back of my heel. Already, yeah. So it would rub and stuff. And so like, no, I went through the pain of being in pain all day at school just to be able to say, I got the cool shoes on that everybody else is wearing. Everybody else got these cool shoes on. I got some too. Yeah. High tops is not the thing for a guy that has disabilities with walking and stuff. It's not the best (laughs) idea, but I thought, you know, so yeah. And I remember that I had to look out for the whole summer to look for a members only jacket because every kid had one. And it was like, it was still summer. But what do we need a jacket? Well, fall's coming. Here comes, you know, the new year. And you better have that 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 newest members only jacket on the first day of school. If, if there's a, you know, if there's any kind of like a under 70 temperature out there, you better be wearing that members only jacket. And it took my yeah. mom forever to find one, but I got one. It was burgundy. I remember it. Burgundy color. But what's yeah. funny is like that's not as much a thing nowadays. Like, I know. I'm wondering. That's kind of a yeah. It, it's kind of a sign of the time in a way because I like that. I do too because, like, back then, if you had these expensive clothes, it was a status symbol for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy must be cool. Look at the he's got. He's wearing a pair of Fubu jeans and mm-hmm. you know um, some Nikes and you know he's got a what was the hat brand a starter cap. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. This guy's got some money. He must be cool. Nowadays, yeah. it's not so much a thing. I mean, it might be for kids. I don't know. I don't think it is. My kids have never told me about it. But... I know. I was wondering about that. Maybe you should ask your kids if they. Yeah, had... I, mean, I don't know but, how you'd say it. To them. But also, my kids love thrift stores, and not mm-hmm. not because we can't afford a shirt. Um, yeah, you know, but they they love it because they understand. Like, oh, look how cheap this is, and it's cool looking. You know, um, uh, one of my real, uh, real close friend of mine, her name is Holly. She's, um, one of her things is fashion. Like she's a style person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, she has an Instagram page and all that stuff showing different styling and stuff like that. And most of her stuff are thrift store finds Mm -hmm. and stuff from vintage clothing places and stuff like that. And her outfits are always stellar. You know what I mean? And she probably paid 10 bucks for the whole thing. Yeah, you know what I'm, I mean. That, yeah, I think that mostly it's. It, I think that it's more of a kids thing, just because they're trying mm-hmm. to find their own personality and who they are and their own, you know what I mean. But they want to have their own style too. But yeah. then again, they don't want their own style. They want to be cool. It's more of a kid thing, I think. Just because when you get older, you just decide that you don't care what other people think about you. It's a whole thing like that. I think personally that all this boils down to is what you think that you feel that people, if you get bothered by what you think people think of you or whatever, which I totally did. And I still do to this day sometimes, but we shouldn't. And we try to teach our kids through 
you know, these clothes buying episodes that we have yeah. that maybe we don't. And, you know, my kids have never really been that bad with that. The only thing that I think is some of the styles I didn't agree with, with the really tight pants or the short shirt or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, skinny jeans are weird. That, but I don't think it was really the brand um, with my daughter anyway. So I don't know if it's, you know, gotten a little bit lenient on what kids think that they have to be to be cool what they have to have as far as clothes yeah i think nowadays it's more style than price of the clothing yeah and i think kids are a lot smarter today too i think that they decide earlier on that who they are sometimes a lot of of kids don't there's a lot of kids are still lost oh there's it totally like my kids they're 13 and pretty much know who they are like it took me yeah. through high school to figure that out. I you know. know what I mean? And even I into know. my twenties, I mean, for God's sake. Me too. I mean Me too. I didn't really know who last... I was still got married. That's you fair. Know? Um yeah. only in the last probably five, six years have mm-hmm. I a hundred percent been confident in who I am. Yeah. Um and I'm forty one now. So I mean you're always learning. Um yeah. But the one thing that I've learned is that neither of us will spend, uh, you know, $1.4 million on a dress that a celebrity sweated in once. I probably won't anytime soon. Anyway, anytime soon. you know, anytime soon. I probably won't. Retirement plan. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, and we talk about this. I tell her all the time, like, well, you know, look how much this is where I tell her this all the time. What something's worth it. And she goes, it doesn't matter. You're not going to sell it anyway. But I'm like, well, if, when, whatever, when I die and you're still around, pay for my funeral with this or whatever. It's going right. to, there's going to be some good stuff, but sell everything. I tell this all the time, sell the stuff individually, man. Don't sell it as a lot. You're not going to get the mm-hmm. price that you can get. And I'm right. not being crazy. I'm, you know, I'm not being delusional. No. Like some of these people, are. I'm saying, I know how much things go for and how much they're worth and how much people are going to be willing to pay for that stuff. So mm-hmm. I know that, yes, I'm not going to get like two grand for that Michael album that I have, but they're saying, you know, it's worth a thousand, 15 U's, whatever. I might get a couple hundred bucks, but if you save all the money, you add it up, you'll be able to pay for some stuff. Yeah. You know? So I'm telling Laura, I'm trying to convince her that this is an investment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did it work? I don't know if that's, uh, almost. I think I just got a couple more good items that I could show her. <laughs> and I think she'll be on board. I think she'll be. I just got a couple more things I got to look for. You have to let us know a couple how that more goes. Forty, you know, like the promo. Like I want your back or something. I'll have to show her that. <laughs> that you know, that I'm saying those kind of things. Like just as, sell them. As they're saying on social fine. media nowadays, thoughts and prayers. With with all that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, a little good. bit, you know, pre pre you know you pre you don't need to talk about that now this is something that hasn't happened yet I'm just saying that <laughs> no i mean i mean convincing her that it's an investment thoughts and prayers oh yeah yeah i i'm really i feel like i'm close i really feel because there's been there was like oh, whatever, i better hope she don't listen to this episode right she does not think she will <laughs> but so that, yeah no um i do say things like you know i will say like i feel like she is coming a little bit closer to the dark side here. I feel like she's actually at first, like I said, she's like, Oh my God, you know, and now she's like, Oh really? Oh really? Oh really? Because it's at least it's not, Oh really? Well, you're not going to sell it anyway. It's just an, Oh really? All I need now is, Oh, cool. Then after I get an, Oh cool. I think I might be fine. Right. (laughs) And it's important to have somebody that's supportive in your habits. It is. As long as your habits aren't meth. Yeah. Don't have anybody. Don't, don't support that. 
No. I don't know why I'm harping mm. on meth today. I don't know. I know, man. <laughs> it's what the worst could... drug I can think of. So I'm like, as long as your habit yeah. ain't that, you're good. That's right. It's because I love Breaking Bad. That's that's why the that's the. Oh one my gosh! I'm gonna rewatch the whole thing again one day. I'm just gonna start at the beginning and go all the way. Oh, my it. girlfriend got me the blue the Blu-ray box set. I've, I've been yeah. just restart it. But that's for another day. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, I think we're gonna it's gonna bring us to the end of the episode today. Sitting here oh. talking about uh, fun and collecting that we do uh, for both of us. It's really records. Um, I like movie to collect movies sometimes too, but only, but not as much as I used to. Um, just because streaming is such a thing now that some things, some yeah. things you really just don't. If you can't find it on a streaming, go ahead buy the Blu-ray or whatever. But a lot of things are on. If you just want to watch it and not have it actually own a copy of it, if you mm-hmm. just want to watch movies, just get a streaming service or something. But yeah. if you're a collector, you're a collector. I think that it's you know look for those. Those two dollar items in the Goodwill bill, bin. bin. I'm sorry, um, ah. but you'll find two dollar. You'll find two dollar Blu-rays sealed all day long. I'm telling yeah. you. And, uh, yeah. So you know, and uh, what are some of your favorite collectibles out there? If there are people that collect things, you know, hit us up in the comment section um, of the of our Facebook page or the Anchor.fm's uh, official website. Let us know what some of your collections, what your collectibles are. What are you into collecting? It'd be pretty fun to see some people's collections, like, you know, rooms of stuff and things like that. Maybe we'll share some of them on another episode when you guys send them in. But, uh, yeah, if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about on this show, as always, you can send us a message on our Facebook page or in the comments of any episode and suggest uh, topics for future episodes. And uh, until then, my name is Todd Gilbert. And my name is Brett Fortney. And uh, we will see you all on the flip side. Toodles. Toodles.